Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeumi again. We are going through the we are going through the book of Second Peter, and it's, this is a teaching. We are now in chapter three, the last chapter, and I pray that the Lord will give you understanding to be able to get some of this thing we are talking about. Peter in this book, Second Peter, he was talking more on prophecies, things that are happening in the generation that is prophetic. That's also going to happen to the end of the world. Prophecy about the false teachers, false prophets that will be bringing heresies and putting damnation upon themselves. And that was what he mentioned, described them perfectly in chapter 2 of Second Peter. And chapter 3 is going to continue this discussion in chapter 3. Let's read chapter 3. I will stop and try to bring some comments and parallel divide some other Bible verses as, the, as, the, as we go. Chapter 3, verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. It's trying to remind us, says, I'm just trying to remind you, you guys know some of this is, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, so he's trying to remind them of these things that the prophet said and that we, the apostles also mentioned. God was going to go away in person. He said I was going to be going away, putting off his tabernacle in the first episode. He said that. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own laws. Now this is prophecy. The last days is already on upon us. In their own generation, they think the last day will be in the few years after they were dead, basically. That's almost 2,000 years ago. We are now in the last days. If anybody wants to doubt it, just look at what is going on. Look at the scripture. You see that all the prophecies in the Bible, they were already fulfilled. Knowledge has increased exponentially. Knowledge has increased. Knowledge of science also has increased. Even knowledge of God's word has also increased in us. And we are knowing more right now. That's why the angel told Daniel, the prophet, that this thing you, you won't understand in your generation, but at the end of the world, you understand it. It's a silly talk until the end of the world. And that's how we are able to explain the, the prophecies of Daniel, because we could see the history of the world that what he prophesied has happened in some of those history of the world, and the rest will happen and in, our, in our time or in the future. And that was what this apostle was also referring to. So knowing this, that there shall come in the last days coffers walking after their own lusts. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now that is the, the laughter that many people may be thinking to, trying to laugh at the we believers that say Jesus Christ is coming. So they say, oh, our great great grandfather said the same thing. He has not come yet. You see, they didn't know that God already put mankind for 6,000 years. He, he wanted to give man six days. It was prophetic six days and the six thousand years is the sixth day and that is why it looks like it has not come yet but it's coming it's coming it's coming what has been prophesied will come to pass it's coming to pass they say but the scholars say oh they have been saying this since, since the beginning of the world apostle peter is addressing that in verse five for this day willingly are ignorant of that by the word of god the heavens were of old and the earth Standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was 
being overflowed with water perished. Now he was referring to the days of Noah. But some people assume that he was actually referring to the days before Adam was even created. But in those days, people believed that was actually the, the inhabitants of the world when Satan was cast out of this earth. They actually were frozen because he said that he reserved the snow for the days of battle and war in the book of Job. And that was why there was an ice age upon this planet. The scientists have found that there was ice age where the whole planet was covered with ice. But after many, you know, centuries and millions of years, the Spirit of God started melting the, the ice and formed water all over the earth. And that was why in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he said there was a darkness over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So it was formerly ice. Then when it melted, it became water covering the whole earth. So that was what Apostle Peter was alluding to him. Or it was alluding to the one that happened in the days of Noah. That water overflowed the world. Other ice in the days of the dinosaurs, people call them dinosaurs because they are finding bones in the ground that look like animals that were not of our of our dispensation. They must be dinosaurs, they call them, because they were huge animals with bones still left under on the, in, the, in the ground. Some of them bones that were found under the ice in the Arctic. So those were the ones that they were pointing out that they must be dinosaurs that were destroyed when something crashed upon the planet Earth. You see? The Bible said God destroyed them then. And the God started all over again by creating, making the earth be reformed. He said God moved, the Spirit of God moved upon the waters and then there was water. And then he separated the waters from the, from the dry ground and then he started creating. He just spoke and the grasses come up again. He spoke, the trees come up again. He spoke and the animals come up again. But only the animal God wanted to come back alive. But in the end, he created, let us make man in our image. And that's where we are. And God was planning that for 6,000 years that he's going to wrap it up in 6,000 years. But he, he did that, gave us that summary in chapter 1 of the book of Genesis. Now, this is what Apostle Peter was alluding to as saying, the earth was overflowed with water in verse chapter 3, verse 6 that we are reading. But then he said in verse 7 that the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word of God are kept in store. I mean, like you keep them in the storage, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Now, this is the first place where people realize that Apostle Peter was saying, God has reserved this world unto fire. He said, the first time he destroyed water, which is the days of Noah, and saved Noah, but this time he's going to destroy the world with fire. And people wonder, and the describer is going to be like the heavens will melt like fire with fervent heat. Now, it looked like is it God going to do it? But we can see that as the way the world is going now, God was already prophesied that the, God is going to allow mankind to destroy themselves. Because they already have nuclear bombs. Enough nuclear bombs stored up in some silos in Russia, in America, in so many of these European countries. They all have nuclear bombs. Many more small countries are trying to get their own to China, so many, and who knows, Iran trying to get some, even Israel have some. The, if they all blow this in, the whole planet will be destroyed. Not the, not the cross, not the heart itself, but human beings on earth, animals on earth. The, because there's going to be a world war where they will use all these nuclear things that they have stockpiled. And the Bible said that, Jesus Christ said, if the days were not shortened, no flesh will be saved. 
But for the elastic, the days will be shortened. That is symbolizing that the nuclear bomb that will occur, the nuclear blast that will occur when they fight this world war, will so devastate the whole world that the nuclear radiation will just be destroying animals and human beings wherever the nuclear radiation get to. And human beings just be frozen or burnt to ashes. They have known that if that happens right now, it will be so it will be so burnt that the the sky will be like burning in fire. The air that is we breathe will just be like burning air that will destroy masses. And that is what Apostle Peter must have seen in a vision that made him to say the heavens that are now and the earth that are now are resolved into store into storm. Resolve into fire against the day of judgment and pleasure. But when God revealed this thing that this is how it's going to happen. People don't know, is it God doing it or is it man going to do it? Nobody knows, but see, God says it's going to happen. But you see, God is saying, telling sometimes things that are going to happen through man that if they continue this their way, that's how they're going to destroy themselves. And many times God is warning mankind because if they continue their way, they will destroy themselves. It's not that God is the one destroying them. They are destroying themselves the same way with sin. God said, don't commit adultery. You think it's God that's going to be smacking you with a, in the head? That adultery itself will kill you. Either you come, you get out of you from the that sin, you get a venereal disease that's going to kill you. AIDS that's going to kill you. In the end, go to lake of fire. Why? Because that's the final destroyer for the sinners. So that's God is warning people. If you don't live the way God wants, God is going to have to get rid of all those unwanted elements from this planet in the end. So that's why he's turning us to saints, holy people, so that we can live the way he wants and then we can live with him forever in this universe. This universe that he has created for mankind, the physical universe, he said only the righteous shall inherit the earth. So those who refuse to live the way he wants will be like the unwanted elements that you have to be gathered and thrown into the incinerator. Just think of what you have in your house. If you, if you have so many things that you don't want anymore, what do you do with them? You gather them, you throw them into the junkyard and you throw them into the incinerator to burn them. That is what happened in the world. The same thing is what God is going to do in the end. The lake of fire is like incinerator for this universe. Where God throws anything that is not needed anymore, things that are not wanted anymore, all the sinners and the wickedness will be thrown into the lake. That's why Satan is going to that lake of fire. But he give them a time to repent. If they are not can they are they are not redeemable, they cannot be changed, then we throw them away. Just like if you buy something in the store, an electronic gadget, and you use it for a while, now it's faulty. You try to fix it, it's not fixable. What do you do? You're going to have to get rid of it, but it's not going to clutter your house, you just throw into the dustbin and you go to the incinerator. That is how the wicked and those sinners will be thrown into the incinerator which is the lake of fire in the end. God is warning you that you can be redeemable so that you begin to live a, a holy life now. That is what God is calling you and me unto. Come and be redeemed by Christ by accepting that your Lord and Savior. And then you will be part of them that will live with God in this universe that he has created for man forever. But if you are redeemable, you cannot be shamed. You are going to follow the devil in their perversious ways. They will be going thrown to that lake of fire, which is the incinerator where the unwanted elements will be thrown. And so, this is what Apostle Peter is pointing out to us that this world is reserved unto fire that will first destroy the masses before there will be a raising up of the dead to be judged, and the dead that are wicked that are resurrected will be thrown to the lake of fire with Satan.
Verse 7 says, But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same water kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Verse 8 of 2 Peter chapter 3. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Now that Bible verse is where we get the inspiration that when God told Moses in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that he created the world in six days, it says representing 6,000 years, a day for a thousand years. Because Apostle Peter said, one day is with the Lord a thousand years. He got it from the book of Psalms. And God is revealed to us that he said dispensational things. One day with the Lord is a thousand years. So God gave mankind 6,000 years and then there will be a kingdom of peace. The 7,000 years when Christ shall reign on earth, as the book of Revelation has already told us in the book of Revelation chapter 20, Christ shall reign upon the earth, the dead in Christ shall reign with him, he resurrects resurrect them, and they will live for 1,000 years on this earth, but there will be peace. That's the day of rest. That's the year of rest for God. When he say one day, is he rested on the seventh day. He was using that seventh day, Sabbath day, for the Jews to keep remembering it. There's a seventh day rest, which is the kingdom of Christ, in the millennium, we call it the millennial reign of Christ. God uses one day of rest or the Sabbath day of the Jews to keep remembering and say that God has a plan of bringing 1,000 year reign of Christ when God will be reigning on earth. And God in Christ will be reigning on earth and there will be peace. That was what that seventh day symbolized. And Apostle Peter will say, His day is less than 1,000 years, and 1,000 years one day. Verse 9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is giving every human being chance to repent. That's why it looks like he's delaying. It's not delaying. He has already given us enough rope, 6,000 years, and we are in the last phase of it, and he's wanting people to repent so that they can accept Christ. Suppose he has closed this thing 8,000 years ago, then we will not have been born. And will have missed that uh, that uh, enjoyment of the kingdom to come. So, but God is giving more human beings to come because He knows how more spirit He has created that is going to send to the world. And when they more, all of them have come, and those that are going to accept Christ come to accept Christ. Those that refuse to accept are good as sealed in their ungodliness. Then the end will be. And that's what the apostles were telling us. Verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's what he's describing now, how the world will be destroyed. He said the heavens will, will, will pass away with a great noise. The elements, that's the, the, the clouds, the air, uh, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, everything that we see, in the, that, is, that we are breathing in and out. He said they will suddenly melt with fervent heat. We are looking at it and saying, this looks like nuclear radiation, nuclear blast that he saw. It was describing here. Because it's just like fervent it. And they will show you the picture of when they tested the nuclear bomb, how it looked like a mushroom fire blew and, it's, and the, te the temperature is so high that everything it touches just dissolves. You human beings just melted when they, when they are touched by the nuclear fire. And that is what Apostle Peter has seen in a vision. We believe he saw this in a vision and he was describing it that the heavens will pass away because when they drop this nuclear bomb, it does not blow when it goes to the ground. It blows in the air above the earth. 
and that will make the, the cloud to begin to melt and then the air on the ground begin to turn to fire that will destroy masses and that is really what he saw in the vision that he was referring to, referring to us here and he said the earth also shall and the works therein shall be burned up that means buildings everything that people have been paying so much money to build up all these things will be burnt off with the fire of nuclear radiation that's coming at this world war that's coming in the end verse 11 seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved knowing that these things shall be dissolved why are you trying to hang on to it what manner of person us used to be what manner of person see in all holy conversation and godliness that's what you should preoccupy yourself with holy conversation in our words in our deeds holy conversation and godliness Verse 2 says, looking for and hasting unto the coming of, our, of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fire. So you, you keep looking for this thing is coming, it's coming. Keep looking for it and get, try to escape it also. Try to escape. How do you escape? Christ said, pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these evil things that shall come upon the world and to stand before the Son of God. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness so we know that according to the word of god we read this in the book of revelation chapter 20 after chapter 20 there will be a new heaven and a new earth in chapter 21 where the lord god is going to recreate everything they have make all things new we are going to have a new planet heart that we have no sea that we this water there's so much on the planet earth it, there will be no more sea. You see, it looks like a new heaven. So it could be many ways. God could make a make all women that are sick go to another planet that are even bigger than the earth. The scientists have been looking through the telescope. They could see that even Jupiter, that is way over there, they don't know whether there's anything on it because they couldn't tell right now. It's far away. But from the measurement, they think it's much bigger than the earth. Even Mars, that they have been sending something to go and prove. It's not as big as the earth or something, or it's about the same size of the earth, but they think it's uh, habitable or maybe habitable. But Jupiter is almost 10 times bigger than this earth, according to this calculation. And Jupiter has some moons that are like we have a moon on, and that surrounds this earth that shining light. Jupiter has so many moons like that, and so one of the moons is as big as the earth, just a moon. So God has so many things that He has created in this universe of physical universe that He could have put human beings that are redeemed into any other planet that is that can be inhabitable that is habitable and then and that new planet may have no water like this much or you could just evaporate all the water on this earth and if you have probably all the water in the ocean alone there will be so much cloud thick cloud that it will be so thick that it will be a new a new heaven when apostle paul said he knew heaven, he was looking at the sky look standing in the ground and looking up that's what they call heaven in those days in the days of apostles, they don't know about uh, all these planets and so on, but they just said anything that go up, they say they go to heaven. When Elijah went up, they say he went to heaven. Also. But Jesus Christ said, Nobody has come, no one has come to heaven except the Son of Man that came down from heaven. So we know that the physical universe that people can go to right now, they went to the moon, also. that's the physical universe. That's not the heaven that God is. That's just the physical world, but the spiritual world is bigger and surrounding us. So when the logical said no man has gone to heaven, he's talking about the heaven where God is, where he came from. Also. But Elijah went up. Anybody who go up in those days, they say he went to heaven. You see? 
but it could have been transferred to another planet. Also, we had perhaps there are some other beings which science don't know about it, but God can reveal this to us and say, as we reveal that there are other things over there. He has revealed to me, I know, there are other things over there in the universes. But see, what we are saying is, the Lord is saying, all of these things, there will be a new heaven and a new earth after these things is over with. And this new heaven and new earth could have been a renovated heart that we are on right now, or it could be another planet that God will put on us also. That's what I'm trying to point out. Now, Apostle Peter is saying, seeing that all these earthly things that we see right now will be dissolved, what man of person should we be? Only conversation. Looking for this new heaven and this new earth that's coming. Verse 13 says, We, according to his promise, look for a new heaven, new heavens, and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. That is, in the new heavens, only the righteous shall live upon this earth. A new earth we are going to have, only the righteous, because God is going to throw all the unrighteous out of this planet. The Bible says, even the dead that is resurrected that are from hell, they all be judged. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, let's read that to you so they can see that we are not just seeing these things of faith, it is written in the book of in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, here is what the Bible says about the end. When God will judge all the dead. Verse 12 of that. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. That's where they are going to be judged, according to their works. But no man's work will be able to save him, except those that are born again. They don't stand in that day, on that. they don't stand to be judged. They are already, one, they are, they are already saved. But these people that are raised, that are brought out of the grave in that time, they will be judged according to, but this is how the judgment is in verse 14. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And this is the real judgment for the woman in verse 15. Those that think that God is going to save them by weighing their works. No, God does not weigh the work. This is what we happen in verse 15. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So the book of life of the Lamb of God it was written before the foundation of the world. And those that have their names in the book of life, these are the ones that are being called to become believers. And if you are called, you are blessed. But stay true to the end. Be faithful to Christ. Because the Bible says, Christ said, if you don't overcome, he will blot out names out of the book of life. So God knows those that are, he has sent to the world, those are the people in the book of life. But those who don't make it because they didn't continue to the end, their names will be blotted out of the book of life, like the Lord said in the book of Revelation chapter 3. That he that overcometh, I will not blot out their names out of the book of life. But anyone that is not found in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. So if you are not following through and your name is blotted out of the book of life, you'll be in the lake of fire, trusted, with the, trusted into the lake of fire with the devil. And if you are following the devil, you don't get saved, you also will be following the devil into the lake of fire. So we are praying that you repent today and come to Christ and be saved. Verse 14 of 2 Peter chapter 3. As we wrap this thing up, he says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, you look of this new heaven and new earth, be diligent, that is, do this thing diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. 
if you are looking for Jesus Christ, you are looking for this new heaven and new earth, you want to be a particular of it, he said, be diligent to be found of him in peace, without spot, at least don't be full of sin. Sin is a spot in, this, in the garment of the righteous. And be blameless. Verse 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. That is, God, God is long suffering because He wanted more people to be saved. And Apostle Peter, I was going to mention Apostle Paul here that Apostle Paul wrote about this also. Say, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. So he was alluding to the fact that Apostle Paul was also writing some of these things to the believers. So that even as Apostle has written this thing unto you, remember to be diligent to, to be found in Christ, spotless, without spot and blameless. And then he went in verse 16, mentioned that Apostle Paul's writing sometimes may be tough for some to understand it, but it is still in the scriptures. Since and also in all his epistles, the epistles of Apostle Paul, speaking in them of these things, and many things Apostle Paul also wrote that are mystery, in which are some things hard to be understood. See, there may be hard for you. Apostle Peter is acknowledged that there are some things Apostle Paul wrote that may be hard to be understood, but they don't wrestle with it. They just say, we can't understand this part of it, but we know that God is talking through Apostle Paul. And we in this sense can even know more about what Apostle Paul wrote because God revealed more to us what he has revealed to Apostle Paul. Okay. And Apostle Peter was saying, in some of these things that they are hard to be understood that Apostle Paul wrote, which they that are unlearned and unstable, they wrestle with it. As they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So Apostle Peter was just acknowledging the fact that, yeah, Apostle Paul wrote some of these things to you too, that I'm telling you about. In some of Apostle Paul's writing, there may be some things that are too hard to understand, which those people who are unstable, they wrestle with it and, and say Apostle Paul is false or this or that. They begin to talk evil about Apostle Paul, so that they are doing the same to other scriptures of the prophets. So don't mind them. So if you don't understand it, just put it at arm's length. God may make you understand it later, but they are scriptures because the Holy Ghost is talking through these apostles. Verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, Seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. So even though we know all these things about the world is coming to an end, and these ungodly people are all doing these ungodly things, and the mockers are mocking away the coming of Christ, we know all these things, but don't let them lead us into unbelief. So beware, lest being led away with the error of the wicked, you also fall from your own steadfastness. Don't fall from your steadfastness. But stand firm. Verse 16 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How do we grow in grace? Reading the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, and searching the Word of God, and seeking more of Him. That's how we grow in grace. And in the knowledge, like I said, that He always emphasizes the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ that's going to bring us to that perfection. The knowledge of him comes by seeking more of him in the word of God and fasting and praying and looking unto him. And he will reveal more and more to us. Say, ah, my father will come and make our abode with him. I will manifest myself to him. That is revealing himself to us more. And that is how you know more of him. But we have to seek. He say, ye shall find me when ye shall search for me. He say, ye shall search, ye shall search me and find me. When you shall seek for me with all of your heart. So we have to search for him with all of our heart. 
and those are the ones he revealed himself to. And I and he said, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. This is the end of the second epistle of Peter, chapter 3. It's admonishing every believer that knowing that all these things will come to an end, what manner of person used to be in all holy conversation and godliness. Looking unto Jesus, his coming soon. And don't be led away with the error of the wicked that say, where is the promise of his coming? And they mock the gospel. Don't be led away. Don't let that even confuse you. Just keep your eye on focus on Jesus because we are to metamorphose, grow from glory, change from glory unto glory unto the image of Christ. Many of them may not get to that image of Christ before they die, but the, the, the changes continue. Christ says he's going to bring them back and they are going to get a new body. So we are to come to the fullness of the search of Christ. I pray that this exhortation will bless your heart and thank you for listening. God bless you.